Welcome listeners to Small Business Portland, where we discuss the future of independent business in Portland, Oregon. I'm Eleni Gerding, your host and the president of Venture Portland. Today, we're excited to welcome Lisa Stanger to the show. Lisa is the owner of Blackthorn Mercantile, located in the Williams District. Blackthorn is a woman-owned local merchant of all things essential for home and living. With an array of gifts, decor, plants, and essential products, you will definitely find something for everyone there. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We are so excited to chat with you today and learn more about what's going on at Blackthorn. I think people are going to be surprised at how much is happening beyond just what they can buy, but opportunities for events and and, and getting to connect more with community there. So we're going to dive right in, learn a little bit more about you, the how and why of starting this particular business, and what it means to you to be a part of Portland's small business community. So let's start with the obvious. Tell me about the name. Describe Blackthorn in your own words and, and, and what that means to you. Well, Blackthorn is a name actually my mom suggested and it really resonated. Um, she's from Sweden. And so where she's from, Blackthorns are known for kind of harboring like a safe harbor place for a lot of animals in most cases um, that are under threat. And we discussed how that applied to the current situation going on in society. And I really, you know, when I flipped my business uh, to Blackthorn in the pandemic, it really resonated with me, you know, so we tried to provide a safe harbor for those who may feel unsafe outside in the world. And hopefully they feel safe and and comforted in our um, little shop and environment. I love that story. I mean, every small business has a purpose behind it. There's something that you're looking to do and there's a journey to get there. So tell us a little bit about the evolution into how you got to where you are today in this particular spot. Well, let's see. Um, I raised my children as a single mom. And so um, there was a point where I started on my small business journey. And at that time, because I had children, I opened what was Treehouse Children's Boutique, originally Mississippi Treehouse. And I really wanted to do the Blackthorn model, but it was not something at that time in my life that was going to be working with my children and being a single parent and providing them the things they needed at that time. So when pandemic happened and we had the shutdown, I really had a moment to sit and think about what we wanted to do going forward and how we were going to kind of pivot our business out of disparity, along with a lot of other small businesses. And at that time, I decided to go back to kind of what, you know, an original thought plan I wanted to, you know, explore, gosh, maybe like, you know, 20 years prior. And then I just went with it. And I felt like it was a good time. My children are grown now. And we could work that model into serving a greater population in our city and clientele. And provide a greater opportunity for other local makers to showcase their products in our business. So let's talk a little bit about products. When somebody walks into Blackthorn Mercantile, what are they seeing? What are they experiencing? What are they coming there for? Interestingly enough, a lot of people just stumble upon it. And when they do, they walk in and they instantly comment on the calmness and the smell. And that alone, I think, just brings them into a comfort zone. We showcase a lot of local vendors or local Oregon and Pacific Northwest vendors. You'll find, you know, decorative pillows. We have a lot of beautiful artisan soaps, you know, facial cleansers that are made in the state of Oregon. We just actually 
partnered with one of our vendors, Sackcloth and Ashes, to do an event last night where we, you know, they do these wonderful recycled wool blankets and they donate one to a shelter for each one sold. And so we helped them deliver and hand out blankets and serve food um, down underneath the Burnside Bridge last night. So, yeah, there's just so many wonderful opportunities that, you know, we have within our shop that give back to the community, but also just our essentially needed products that everybody has in their home. Amazing to be able to give back and lift up those other businesses and makers and and help showcase things all while supporting people. So I really commend you for being able to do that. What is your favorite product right now? Oh gosh, right now we're getting a lot of kind of uh, Halloween products in. So um, we always carry a lot of different divination tools like tarot cards and crystals. So right now we're really bumping up that stock. But for local products, I have to say one of my all-time favorite is Optimistic Soaps. Molly, who is the creator of those, that's her little side project. But she is an amazing um, artist and soap maker. She also has so many of her soaps that go directly back to the community to help for, you know, um, either like her drag queen soaps or her pride flag and her trans flag soaps. And those donations go back to um, organizations that really help to nurture those communities and, and give them support. So much community building going on, and you're even involved with your neighborhood uh, business association there in Williams. So tell us a little bit about that. You're actually the president, which is is pretty amazing spot to to be at the helm for. Yeah. So um, I um, had the board for our Williams Vancouver Business Association. We were really excited. We just uh, received a $40,000 grant with Venture Portland to help with our business district. We're kind of trying to help with a couple different issues. But one of the major ones that happens to be in the neighborhood is we had a lot of turnover with businesses from the pandemic. We also had um, a lot of um, community responses regarding lighting. And so we wrote this lighting grant to bring some much needed safety lighting to the district, but in the form of sculptures and some uplighting of trees and some different elements that we can expand on down the road, but really try to highlight our district that way. And then also bring in, you know, an attraction feature as well and make it more of a nighttime destination. It's like a win-win, right? You're going to improve security and and make things safer for people to walk around, but also beautiful at the same time. So grants, um, that's a pretty uh, amazing thing to, to win a grant from Venture Portland. And would you say that that it's worthwhile, your membership? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I think for our district specifically, we're just really trying to reimagine and reinvent how a business association supports the businesses in the district and really to have the discussion about what is it that their needs are and the kind of the gap between how they're meeting those needs and find ways to get the district involved to be able to, you know, secure them in those forms. We were talking about, you know, some advertisement opportunities where we help bring advertisement of the small businesses as a district, you know, to different like local publications and online entities that normally those small businesses wouldn't be able to afford on their own. So, We're just looking at all of the things from a different angle and a different lens. And I think it's been really successful so far. 
there is a lot of power in working together, you know, stronger together. And so small business owners listening to this right now, if you don't know what your business district is or how to get involved, you can always reach out to us at Venture Portland. We would love to help you and figure out how you can band together with those struggling with some of the same things in, in your area. Well, Lisa, let's let's turn back into Blackthorn Mercantile and some of the events that you do. I mean, you shared a couple of really good causes that some of your vendors have, have helped you get involved in. But tell us about just some of the community building events and, and things you guys offer through your store to the public. Uh, well, right now we have a lot of upcoming events. We just reopened our event space. It had a little remodel, so we're excited to get people in the doors and see that. We do new moon and full moon uh, tarot nights which is a lot of fun. We always have, we have a tarot reader. We have, you know, crystals. We get everybody to like, you know, make some moon water, write down their intentions going forward. And it just gives a nice um, area and for people to get to know each other and talk about, you know, what they'd like to see happen in the future. And I think that bringing that community together has been really rewarding so far. We do that every new moon and full moon. And then we also are back to doing rentals. We have a book signing coming up tonight. We also have, you know, different opportunities for birthday parties, showers. We have a small wedding coming up in our venue, which is going to be really wonderful. So yeah, uh, there's going to be all sorts of things. We also have some floral um, workshops as well scheduled through now and until December and some Akashic readings as well. That's a lot of stuff and and quite a variety of things too. So people might not realize what a go-to spot you are. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely been when we were treehouse before, when I had my children's business there, we did birthday parties and baby showers constantly all weekend long. And so we're really um, missing that gathering point in our community and we're glad to bring it back. So people probably heard some terms they're not aware of. Tarot kind of sticks out as things most people know, but you mentioned Akashic something or other. So it sounds like it's a good spot for people to maybe dive deeper into things they don't know about. Exactly. And I think too, right now we're having a lot of healing going on in our community and a lot of just... I I find there's a need for people to have some stillness and have some, you know, relief from all of the, you know, craziness of the pandemic and the world. And it's important to offer kind of a calm environment for that. And and I'm hoping that people resonate with it. That and and then the moon ceremonies that you mentioned. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, So usually, you know, when we do our um, tarot nights on the full moon and new moons, we do um, sometimes offer them other times as well. But I find those are wonderful times to start sitting down and journaling and setting your intentions and kind of also going back and looking at the things you've done since then and making a a new list of how you're going to move forward and do it in a positive way. I also think it's a great way to celebrate what you accomplished from the last, you know, moon cycle and take that reward on for yourself. I think oftentimes we move so fast that we forget to acknowledge the things that we've accomplished. Yeah, with all your intentions and and purpose behind what you do, what are your plans for the future? What are the next steps with Blackthorn? Uh, Wait, that's always a good question. You know, it's hard to navigate um, how to operate a business in the current environment. And so we're oftentimes just kind of looking to see what our client base and our customer base would like to see from us so that we're, you know, serving our community in a way that they feel is helpful to them. So as we're growing, we're always adjusting. We're, you know, we did 
this last year, open another location over on Northeast 28th and Everett. Originally, it was kind of a response to a lot of our break-ins and essentially to move, but we're trying right now to hold on to that location because we are developing a great community connection in that area. And honestly, if I were to think about like how I would want to go forward in a big scale, I would love to have it where we were in other cities and maybe a franchise option or something like that, but where I still could like have huge involvement. But honestly, give people an opportunity to grow in their area and um, offer their local artisan brands and be able to like distribute them with, you know, throughout a larger base. Being a small business owner is no easy feat. I'm curious what stands out to you is the thing you love the most about what you do. Boy, I, you know, I love getting to know people in my community. It's a pretty amazing thing. I recently, we had a family in the neighborhood who I've known their daughter since she was just a tiny little baby in a baby Bjorn. (laughs) And she's now going to, you know, be seven years old. And her parents just recently got married and they came to me and, you know, I handmade all of the gifts that they gave out to their guests. And to have that connection and to work alongside um, somebody else in your community to give them a gift for, to share on such an important day was really incredible. And then, you know, we I actually was messaging with her last night and, you know, her daughter wants to have a her birthday party in the back of our space again, like she used to when she was small. And we're working on doing a cute little potions class for her friends while we do that. And having that moment is really kind of the, the best thing about having a small business. Okay, so I'm hearing, um, you know, ceremonies and potions and all kinds of stuff. I'm thinking you, you must be into some rituals. What are some of your rituals that just kind of help uh, for your daily well-being so that you feel strong and capable uh, to deal with small business ownership in this day and age? Oh, I mean, coffee. <laughs> like lots of coffee. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I'm learning myself now that I'm kind of having a chance to acknowledge my existence outside of just being a mom um, with my kids older now that I'm starting to actually establish those things for myself. A lot of the things like rituals I've done in the past really have been from a place where it's making sure that my children's needs were met, whether it be, you know, like my son one time, like, picked up this old uh, like spell book I had from when I was a kid and had a scary dream. And, you know, sometimes you just have to do things like put a bunch of flowers in a oil and a bottle and give it to them and say, this is going to help you. And if you feel like it's uncomfortable, shake it or put a bunch of things with a lot of positive intentions in a place and visit it so that it makes you feel comfortable. And I think everybody does something like that in a way. And we live in a city. So a lot of times I like to just bring nature into my existence a little more often to give me some grounding and some peace. And I think that helps with a lot of people. And so I'm just trying to explore that as somebody who doesn't have to run around with little children all the time anymore. Right, right. Well, and and we are in such a beautiful place. Um, I think sometimes people lose sight of that and forget that and try to find those moments where you can check back in with yourself and nature. And clearly, mom, business owner, you're very busy. Are there things that you get to do for yourself or you like to get out and, and do? Uh, there are. I'm, you know, really forcing myself to actually take moments out of my day. I don't get many, if any, days off really often. So when I have a moment like today, 
you know, I'm trying to like, I'm spending an hour out on a lake just to give me some peace and grounding before I head back in to work and work, you know, the rest of the day until into the night on my day off. But, you know, I think if I have these little breaks, it doesn't feel so overwhelming. I love that your fast answer to a ritual was coffee. I mean, we're in such a coffee town with <laughs> coffee shops everywhere. I'm sure you probably have your favorite ones right there in Williams. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would go usually to either or or Poa. Poa has a wonderful back patio and they have smoothies. So that's always kind of a nice like combo. I figure the president of the district would, would have some plugs for some other great small businesses out there. I I want to go back to your events because there was one that didn't get mentioned that I was really curious about. You're doing some cacao drinking? Yeah, we do. Um, we're having a cacao drinking ceremony coming up. And this is something new to me. I'm not super informed about that until recently. And so I'll be participating. But um, it's basically a nice, you know, kind of chocolatey grounding beverage. And the person leading the group has spent many years studying um, that subject matter and under um, several different gurus, I should say. (laughs) And so it will be interesting. You know, I think anything you can get that is going to offer you some peace and some stability and comfort uh, is worth exploring as long as it's not harming something else. So yeah. We have heard the word grounding a few times, and it's it's clearly important to figure out how to kind of center or ground yourself. Um, we've talked a lot about your events, and so I know people are dying to get in there and figure out what tools and tricks and things you might have uh, to help grounding. So let's talk a little bit about how they find you. What is your physical address there in Williams? We're at 3954 North Williams Avenue. And it's very close to Shaper. And the website is blackthornpdx.com. And your Instagram, because I know everyone loves to follow businesses there. Yeah, our Instagram is Blackthorn Mercantile. Perfect. Okay, now that we got all that stuff out of the way. <laughs> so you you've been in the Mississippi, I'm sorry, the Williams district. You came from Mississippi. So you're you're in Williams now. Um, what do you love about that community and in, in, in being in that district? You know, it does have its offshoots because we're so close to the Mississippi district. So there's a lot of the shared community with that. I love so much that we have this booming area of a lot of new residents coming in. And the nice thing about having those new residents is we do have a really wonderful opportunity to showcase what the Portland um, area has to offer. And we're trying to reinvent that identity after the pandemic right now as a district. So I feel like we have a lot of wonderful things coming. Yeah, I think everyone is responding to some of those changes within their districts. And so hearing how you embrace that uh, change and people coming in and just looking to see how you can leverage any opportunity to build more community is, is really admirable. You've shared so much stuff with us today about your guys' community involvement. I mean, that's really kind of standing out to me as a big pillar of what you do. What do you want to leave us with in terms of ideas on how people might utilize Blackthorn Mercantile in their daily lives? You know, we do have so many things that people can use that you would need to restock in your daily life, like soaps and shampoos. And then there's things that you might want to also include in your daily life, you know, pillows, blankets, plants. There's definitely some divination um, 
aspects of it as well if you're into tarot and crystals. But honestly, I think it's just a wonderful place to stop in and get to know who is you know, shopping in your neighborhood. We've had so many great, wonderful connections and conversations just by people dropping in. And those have led to like different connections and friendships. And sometimes it's just a matter of getting out and exploring where you're living. So you meet everybody that's in it. It's so much going on there. It's like events, special, you know, readings, rentals, the shopping. It's it's just there's a lot going on and a lot to see. If you haven't been in there, I highly recommend you to go check it out. Lisa, you're in there every day, right? So they're going to meet you if they come on in. I am almost always in there. Yes. <laughs> At some point in the day for sure. And that is that is a special part of getting to go in there is is to connect with the person that is bringing so much uh, positive intention and purpose to what they're doing and supporting so many other local businesses and makers in the area at the same time. It, it really, truly is very special to get to chat with you and to hear more about what you do. Thank you so much. We really appreciate any opportunity we have to get out in the community and let people know that we exist and hope they come by and, and say hi. Supporting small businesses is really where it's at. I know we all want to shop local, support local. And when you learn about these really special places in your own hometown, it is worth getting in there and checking it out. But people can find you online as well. So they don't need to be local. And if you were listening a few seconds ago, this is spreading. So you might have a Blackthorn Mercantile in your town one day as well. We sure hope so. All right, Lisa. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today to share a little bit more about Blackthorn Mercantile and what it means to be a woman-owned small business here in Portland. You've been listening to the Small Business Podcast hosted by me, Eleni Gerding, produced by Jacob Falkenberg. You can connect with us on Instagram at Venture Portland and make sure to check out our website for the latest info on business districts, the Small Business Podcast, webinars, and events at VenturePortland.org. Until next time, shop and support local because small businesses build strong neighborhoods.